All right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are joined by two guests because we're doing two episodes in one. First, we have Robin. Hello. Robin from the block. (laughs) (laughs) And also we have Caitlin. Yo, yo. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing uh, two episodes since we, since we skipped last week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Allison from Palmdale and Terminator Genesis. First, we're going to start off talking a little bit about Genesis. I know Caitlin hasn't seen it yet, but she doesn't mind us talking about it in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> we twisted her arm. Yeah. Now, since I didn't have my laptop in the movie theater, I don't have like a... Yeah, you know, I was wondering how you're going to do this. <laughs> so... Since, yeah, I don't know if you heard my Sensei podcast, I don't do recaps. I kind of borrowed from iZombie and Clone Dance Party. And oh, right, I, right. I admit, I was shows. slightly nervous on Sensei when we were talking. <laughs> I was like, um, I forget, because I had watched, don't I get, usually watch it right get. before. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, and um, so we were supposed to record on Sunday, and so I was all prepared on Sunday. And then on Monday, I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> I don't know where yeah, we I are. I canceled on Monday at the last minute because I was out for a good reason. Drunk <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> I heard that la- the last episode that was released that was a good one, and I was anyway. This is the Sunset Podcast. I won't talk about how much I love that episode. So, oh my uh, god, so good, <laughs> so good. The episode four was awesome. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so in my defense, last time not knowing the big spoiler in the trailer, either I had forgotten or I never knew that Jason Clark played John Connor. <laughs> so I thought he was just another, you know, infiltrator. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I knew that John Connor was in the movie, but I didn't know who, who played him. I guess. Hmm. So I wasn't spoiled until <laughs> wow until, yeah, until the first scene, and I realized who he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't I see him turn into a Terminator in the trailer? <laughs> oh, spoilers. Yeah, oh. <laughs> we were going to use code words for that, but that's all right. Um, it's it was in the trailers. So I guess it's fair game. I don't know. I I, I am so glad that I. I like avoided everything because I was like, I mean, I feel like figured it out in the scene because he was being too nice about it and like, mom, dad, blah. I'm like, something's wrong. But, yeah, I knew something's wrong. Yeah, but I'm glad that I I avoided all the trailers and stuff. I thought, yeah, when he came back, I thought he was someone had taken it his place. I didn't know it was really him, just different. So, mm-hmm. was that even explained at all? Like, why? Like. Did, is the fact that uh, he was infected the reason why like he just completely was like I'm totally not going to act like anything like I, my character has been before. I'm just going to be severely twisted by this machinery. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, Skynet changed him somehow, and that's why he was. It almost seemed like he was still partly himself, though, because he's like he gave them a chance to join him first. Yeah, he's like a vampire. Yeah, basically. He like lost his soul and was like, "Join me." Yeah. Well, th- that part of the that part of the movie I really didn't care for too much. I was loving the movie up until they went to t- 2017. <laughs> all the all the 1984 stuff. Not like I love seeing the shot for shot remake stuff, but even after so it changed, even yeah. after it changed, it was still great. Like the whole T1000 thing. Like I wanted the yeah. entire movie to be 1984. Sarah and Kyle just being hunted down by this one T-1000. That would have been a great yeah. 
You didn't want them to come to the feature? They went to 2017, right? Yeah. 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 Once they did that, I was like, yeah, now it's just okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, it's, now it's like Terminator 3 or 4. Even though the time yeah. jump was a total uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles homage. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping in the middle of the highway. Yeah, that was weird. The exact same thing. <laughs> um, got to see Jack Hortney's butt, or maybe a stunt devil's butt. That was a plus. He's too big to be <laughs> Kyle Reese. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw someone. Yeah. <laughs> I can live with it. <laughs> yeah. I would love... Oh, go ahead, Robin. I was just to say, that a lot of the criticism is really hammered on Jack Courtney because he's just, you know, he's this kind of unknown guy, Spartacus vet, right? And uh, he's uh, playing this iconic character. Um, and, and it's just, you know, he's going to be ultra-scrutinized. But, yeah, I like, I thought that... A, he didn't act at all like Michael Bean, uh, and B, his body type wasn't at all like it should be, but mm-hmm. I didn't personally have a problem with him. It, uh, it was Everybody had a different take on the Amelia Clark had a totally different take on Sarah Connor, and that was just basically... I know, she wasn't John, she wasn't Sarah Connor. Well, that but, made well, sense because she grew up differently than the Sarah Connor. Exactly. Well, but this I, guy it, is supposed to be the exact same character, so he should have been yeah. just as tense as a, as a Michael Bean version. Um, so I think that, I don't know, I mean, speaking of, of, of Sarah Connor, I mean, if given her history, I don't know, Amelia Clark, like, actually, she was my major problem with this movie. Yeah? Daenerys herself. I love Amelia Clark, but I had problems with her in this movie at times. And I know uh, this might be a recurring thing, but she does. She was doing this thing with her mouth when she was being like, really intense. That kept bothering me. Thing with the mouth. Yeah, no, I actually know what you're talking about. She just she just annoys me. I mean, I she annoys me on Game of Thrones too, but um, because I used to love her in the first season, and now I've kind of lost love for her, and potentially it's because I've realized some stuff about her acting that I particularly don't like mouth included. Um, but for this role, I mean, I would have expected her to, (laughs) (laughs) you wish, (laughs) um, but no, I, but, but like for this role, like I would expect her to be like more like T2 Sarah Connor because of, you know, she's been fighting. She's been recruited early. I expect her to be, I mean, I know she was young, but I expect her to be more ripped, you know, like more tough. She didn't yeah. sell me on the tough. Yeah. She sell, sold me on the youngness, but not the toughness. I guess. Hmm. Would you guys? Oh, yeah. When she said, when she said, you know, you know, move it, soldier. I was like, oh, she's doing that line. Not, oh, she's saying that line. You know. <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. her. That's her take on that iconic line. What'd you guys think of Arnold in this movie? It just felt like he was just there. Like they didn't. Yeah, I noticed he got top billing in the movie, well, but he was. Now, I know some of the stuff he was doing was funny, but some of it, the stuff with the smile, I, did, I was yeah, cringing when I don't, did that. Uh, just the Terminator 2 Terminator. I just don't, uh, why can't he just be a heartless killing machine? <laughs> just terminate shit, damn it. Yeah, I mean, if you get past that, it, I mean, it tries to call back to that fatherly relationship that he had with John Connor. Now he's got it with Pops. Sarah Connor. It's called Pops. <laughs> They called him Guardian in the credits. Yeah. Guardian. Oh, really? 
Yeah. It probably has look ridiculous in their credits. Yeah. <laughs> it did, like, despite my, my protests about how much I hate that old stuff, like, it did kind of warm my heart when she found the pictures that he kept of her and the drawings that she did and stuff. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, Terminator loves Sarah. And some sort of thing that she has with the for the Ramones that really, I was like, okay, what what is this referring to? Like, I know she was playing it in the truck, but that's about it. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, he kept all that stuff around, and uh, it's just, you know, they never really explain, and they, they and unfortunately, it's just kind of building on years and years and years of these Terminator movies where they don't really explain, like, okay, so why is this robot keeping these pictures? Why is he, mm. why does it seem that he has got an emotional attachment to this, uh, this, uh, yeah. Young- oh, also, we never found out who sent him back. Yeah. yeah I have a feeling we'll find it out in the sequels. Yeah. <sighs> I was kind of mad they didn't tell this. Was it Matt Smith? <laughs> uh, Matthew Smith. So oh, sorry. <laughs> Matthew Smith. Yeah, that was that was confusing about like like who sent these people back? Like that. I mean, I, I know they're doing like a trilogy, isn't it? So I know that some of these yeah. questions are meant to be unanswered, but it was kind of frustrating in the movie itself because actually I didn't know about that. Like the fact that these questions should be answered at a different time until after the movie, and I was reading up on it. Yeah. So I guess in Skynet since somehow knew to send um, the Terminator back to an earlier time, but who since pops back? <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand why Judgment Day changed. Like, why did it oh. go from 1997 to 2017? What happened so that it was delayed? Yeah, exactly, Matt. Like, like that scene where he's like, listen, I have been having these strange flashes. Mm. Trust me. We, we need to go further ahead in time. It's like, listen, mm. what if you're really wrong? Like, you can't take <laughs> that back. You you go forward ahead in time. You guys are just dead. Well, uh, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was he was right. It was 2017, but we never got to find out why it was 2017. Right. Like, what happened? Why didn't Judgment Day happen in '97? Like, Danny Dyson instead of Miles Dyson basically creates Skynet. Why? Like, did something happen so that Dan, uh, Miles Dyson just became a deadbeat or something? I don't know. Like, he gave up <laughs> working on Skynet. <laughs> I don't know. Like, who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I really sure. have no idea. Although this is the best timeline because Lance Henriksen's still alive in this timeline, presumably. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on to join the Millennium Group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lose his wife. Oh, spoiler! Sorry. <laughs> um, so, how do we like Matthew Smith, as he was called in the credits? <laughs> Didn't really get to see that much of yeah, him. Was big- but I was suspicious of him from the beginning. Like the first time we see him, like something's got to be up because he wasn't even featured. He was just like you'd have to pick him out of the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right. So he's they're he setting was- him up, right? Yeah. It's funny, the first time I saw this movie twice, for your listeners, I I had to see it once. I went to the drive-ins once, and then I saw it again in 3D. Um, and at the drive-ins, it was the second feature after Inside Out. And I had to go basically ball my eyes out in the bathroom and then come back out and see the, the Terminator uh, Genesis. But I came out late. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, they already pretty much so late that uh, I missed all the apocalyptic stuff. And it was like... Uh, well, that was a good cry, wasn't it? <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh, sadness. Uh, and um, 
yeah, I totally missed. So I, I figured that uh, Matt Smith was uh, a bigger part of the beginning. I was like, oh, I must have missed how Matt Smith became part of this whole thing. I'll see it the next time I watch it. But nope, he's just there. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. So, like, I was pleasantly surprised and also then pleasant, unpleasantly, like, disappointed to be like, what? <laughs> I saw, I think it was Karen Gillan posted a picture saying he worked out 18 months to get ready for his Terminator role. Oh, so, my God. What? I hope, <laughs> hope there's going to be more. Seriously, I want to see, like, the doctor with just a bow tie then. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> what? Uh, he didn't look any bigger. Yeah, didn't you post a picture of him, like, like with his shirt off? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think a while back. Oh, really? Yeah, post, okay, I've got to yeah. go find that. Yeah. <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> Speaking of the future scenes, at least they did those pretty well. The uh, they're pretty consistent with the uh, earlier movies. It wasn't like a bright sky. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like um. Well, what's the fourth movie? Uh, Salvation. 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 Yeah, it wasn't like that where they're using bullets instead of lasers. Oh yeah, I lo- I, when I saw the lasers, I was like, Matt's gonna love this. <laughs> 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 yeah, what got me was like all the like it was like you'd see some callbacks, some obvious callbacks, but even some of the discussions that um, Kyle and Sarah were getting into, there were like echoes of conversations from the '84 movie. I, I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting, especially when John and Kyle sat down and John like gave him that speech to memorize that we hear, hear him. Yeah, that was like that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was fan all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. So when we when what's his name? Um, what's his name? Vern Schillinger from Oz. What's his name? J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. When he showed up, how long did it take to figure out who he was? I think I knew it pretty early on. Yeah, I, I read a like um just a synopsis of everybody's characters beforehand, so I knew. Uh, I knew I knew he would been he like starts following the the case or whatever. I figured he'd be featured more though. I thought he was the doctor at first. I was like, oh, so they recast the doctor too. This is the <laughs> version of the psychiatrist. But oh yeah, like he, he aged really good. <laughs> so, there, so there's a few things at the end though that don't make any sense anymore. Like, why did Kyle need to go tell himself? that mantra to remember if they defeated Genesis and it's not going to launch anymore. Time travel, so he'll always remember to... But there's no need. Genesis has been taken taken down. Well, you see that. They skewed off. Uh, (laughs) And now that... And now that they're in 2017, John Connor can never be born. And, well, he can, but he won't be the same. He'll be like... He'll be sixteen, maybe by the time twenty twenty nine comes around or something like that. Yeah, but this is a different timeline. Yeah. They like just like back. Sarah had to give him that message too, so he would remember and pass it on. Like as soon as things change in eighty four, for or excuse me, even earlier, what seventy three or something like that. For some reason, we don't know how it changed or why it's changed. When that happened, that created an alternate timeline, which John went back to. And that's how he inherited those memories, because he was going back to that alternate timeline. Again, why didn't it just send him back to his 
regular timeline rather than this alternate timeline. I don't know. You know, Nexus and Timey Wimey and all this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Timey Wimey. It was like headache timey wimey um yeah i love that somebody posted i think to our facebook group about um about uh, who is it who explained um who i I forget like some scientist it was like a a joke kind of video um explained the timeline stuff and i watched that i'm like yeah that's pretty much how i feel it's uh not exactly (laughs) easy yeah um just check our facebook for that because i kind of laughed through that i was like that's kind of how i felt Yeah, I definitely, I would never, ever defend this movie. I'm just telling, this is what I got from what they were tell, trying to tell us, I guess. I travel, just roll with it. You know, time travel and stuff. Yeah, time travel, blah, blah, blah. Time travel. So did y'all catch the hidden scene at the end? After you yeah. told me about to look for it, I wouldn't have stayed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's... So. I stayed because you told me about it, too, and I was just like, oh. It's yeah, it's not much, but it's something. <laughs> that was my that was my first thing about okay, this is going to be a continued story, you know, because like yeah, I said, yeah. I didn't hear the news. Like everybody Nick else, Gary didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Sad. <laughs> okay, guys, I got to say, even after all of this conversation, I don't really know what's going to happen in the movie. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel, even now. You are like fine. Told you, there's no spoilers for this movie. Is there anything else in this movie that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's the main. Anything. Action scenes. Was there there a chase on the highway? Yeah. Again, the 84 stuff just was so good. And then the future stuff was so... Just just an apocalypse of CGI. Like you just don't care. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, one, one more thing that uh, the helicopter chase in this, like, it just, uh, it felt so empty and like, yeah, video gamey. When you contrast it, and you realize that Terminator Two had the greatest practical helicopter stunts of all time, and that will never be beat because there's no reason to do. Practical helicopter stunts anymore? Yeah, uh, like, when he jumped out of the—I mean, it was in the trailer, but when he jumped out of the helicopter, that was just yeah. Well, I mean, they're just—they're <laughs> just flying all around and maneuvering and going through stuff, and I'm like, this is so fake. And then I just—I just get the vision of the actual helicopter flying under the actual overpass and like crashing into the back of the the thing and stuff, and ah, it was so good. <laughs> um, there was. I think I remember like two more things uh, that I wanted to discuss. A, uh, when they uh, arrive on the highway, like they get hit by a car. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's right. Like I think Reese grabs her and takes the brunt of the hit, but he's not even limping off that highway. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I thought, yeah, I thought the apocalypse scene in the beginning really worked well. I mean, it was no Sarah Connor holding onto a chain link fence and being burned away, but I thought it was a particularly scary sight with that little kid looking out the plane airplane window and seeing the missiles flying all over the place. Oh yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. It was. It was I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Just like you know, if it happens, man, we're just. Screwed. 
we are screwed. Like that's, I think that's like the good premise behind the show, you know, like (laughs) that's one of the reasons. Cause I'm just like, you know, the what if scenario, regardless of how they tell the story, just the thought of like, if this really happened, Oh my gosh, we'd just be, we're set up to like, we're right for the picking. (laughs) Yeah. Saying an earthquake is going to hit the Northwest anytime now. Portland's going to be pretty much screwed and (laughs) probably Washington too. I'll freaking steal a plane and come get you rock style. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I'll be on the roof. Did you guys see San Andreas? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty good for a, a pretty... The best thing about that is there's a there's an aviation company called Burge Aviation. I was like, that's my name. Like, I was <laughs> never used in movies. My name, son. Yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I have a whole airfield to... To pick from if you need rescuing well. <laughs> wow. I have roots on the roof. <laughs> well, we uh, we'll keep that in mind, Robin. Like, even if we don't really need it, we'll just keep uh, that in mind. <laughs> listen, we can do it, you know, we can hang out like Tony Stark style and, you know. Yeah. Get the Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> right, Malika, you were invited. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> 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 I hate when I screw my chances. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm taking you guys way off topic. Uh, is there anything else about the movie you wanted to talk about before I jet? No, we just have some feedback, but we'll let you go. Oh, I, I'd love to hear Jess's feedback. Is it Jess's okay. feedback? Yeah. First one is from Daniel Sun. He says, hey, Chronicles, <laughs> I'm really glad that Terminator has time travel because as a fan, you can just disregard every timelines you don't like. <laughs> so true. The most enjoyable parts of Terminator Genesis, which I saw in 3D, for me were probably just the recreations of scenarios from the original two films. The young version of Arnold, the original T-800, looked better than I thought was possible. It was only when he charged at Pops that he didn't look completely solid anymore because of the way they animated him running and how his arms swung. Reminded me more of the Hulk at that point. Yeah. At first I thought I was going to like Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor. Her Linda Hamilton pout and how she pronounced Terminator and also the way she filled out that black tank top. (laughs) As the film dragged on though she didn't keep up for me. Jai Courtney as Kyle Reese looked all wrong to me. In T1, you could believe Michael Bean was a beaten-up, scarred, half-starved man who had grown up running for his life. He had an intensity about him. Courtney looked like just another clean-shaven, baby-faced bodybuilder whose emotional rage indicated he was on Valium the whole time. (laughs) I was interested to see what Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor, would do in a Terminator film, but he ended up being completely wasted. I saw that picture of him after he bulked up for the role and was left wondering how it helped his performance at all. We only get a few glimpses of him, half the time in hologram form, and we never see his shirt off. I know, I was going to see his shirt (laughs) off. (laughs) Also, I'm sick of anthropomorphizing Skynet like it's a person rather than a non-human AI spread out across a bunch of machines. The lack of grit was something that bothered me throughout the film. Despite getting hit by a car on the highway, big in shootouts and getting banged up, Sarah and Kyle stay ridiculously clean and uninjured. They needed more blood, scrapes, and bruises. After that ridiculous bus accident where it completely flips over and comes crashing down, that would break something on you. I forgot about that. (laughs) 
Terminator works best when it's R-rated and doesn't have to be toned down. The Terminator vs. Terminator violence felt so sterile and bloodless, and in the time travel scenes, the actors were captured at such staged, awkward camera angles to desperately hide any tits or ass. PG-13! They definitely saved their one free fuck line for the best possible moment, though, the young punk. But I mean a cop's bad boys montage? This isn't Terminator. (laughs) Oh, nice. And Sarah Connor's short for some reason. (laughs) She's a little bitty itty thing. Though the twist was already spoiled for me by articles and trailers, I still got no satisfaction out of seeing John Connor become the villain like that. It felt like a gimmick thought up to add a twist to a movie they felt insecure about. That character is legendary to me and functions best as a legend rather than as a man. Kind of reminds me of the Atticus Bench thing that's going on right now. <laughs> also, John says he thinks he can kill his parents and still exists because they are marooned in time. What? The whole fucking premise of the first two films was that Skynet sent back Terminators to murder Sarah or John at a younger age so he wouldn't exist in the future. Now all of a sudden that's out the window. Well, yeah, I don't think Skynet different timelines. Yeah, I don't think Skynet ever knew that would work. They were just hoping it would. <laughs> so, and I think he's right. He could have killed them right there, and he'd be fine because they went into 2017, and they can't have him now and him be grow up and be the same person. But yet he's still there. So, <laughs> unless they send him back into a different timeline where he's supposed to be coming from something. <laughs> No. <laughs> Overall, it felt like a big-budget fan film in a lot of ways. They pulled signature things from the films that would evoke fan nostalgia, but all that money they spent getting those original Nikes handcrafted could have been spent paying someone to write a better story. Like at the end, how both Kyle and Sarah are fighting evil John, and Kyle is swinging at him like a baseball player, just like he did at the end of T1. While Sarah is firing her pump-action shotgun at him, just like she did at the end of T2. It's like the writers took those iconic character moments and said, what if we put them both together? Yet I would say they completely missed the point of the emotions and drama that those sequences originally served in the final scenes of their films. For example, by turning Sarah into an emotionally stunted girl raised by a Terminator, they missed how memorable it was that John had to help Sarah hold onto her humanity when she thought she had had to become like a Terminator in order to do what had to be done. Finally, it felt like there were some plot holes that were either just wildly implausible or were left unanswered because they're banking on the sequels they had already had the actors under contract for, which, having seen this timeline, I no longer care to see. I hate when movies do that, but just things like, who sent Pops back? How can falling into a vat of liquid metal magically turn Pops into a T-1000 now? Oh yeah, he is a T-1000 now. The Skynet already sent a T-1000 to kill Sarah. Why did it still go ahead and send the original young Arnold T-800 to 1984? I'm sure there are more, but I've rambled on long enough. Daniel. Well, he sent the original Arnold first. Then, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I already bought him. I'm trying to figure it out. Next, we have a voicemail from... (laughs) Yeah. Just don't think about it too much. It'll be all right. Let's go with it. Yeah, you know, I would have really loved it if, uh, you know, they showed these scenes where we got to meet the Reese family. Man, they could have just thrown us a bone by having Kyle have an older brother. Come on. Yeah. They didn't even have to give him a name. Derek. Yeah. Just, he's there. Have him look a little like Brian Austin Green. Or there could be a reason why they didn't. 
Sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find out next time. Okay. <laughs> Voicemail from Ian. The volume. Hi, Chroniclers. It's Ian here with my feedback on Genesis. And you know I've got theories and thoughts and everything. But first of all, my first impression was that this was a fantastic, brilliant film. A romp and brilliantly done as well. I loved it. First of all, the future just looked so great and so right. It was exactly the thing I was expecting. You know, just out of Terminator 1 and T2 and the Sarah Connor Chronicles as well. It just looked so right. And that twist on John Connor, I just wasn't expecting it. I didn't even know there was a twist until I heard your podcast the other week. But I wasn't expecting that one. So fantastic. And Jason Clark plays the role so well, both versions of the character. And of course, like everyone, I wanted more Matt Smith. Amelia Clark too, brilliant. She creates her own Sarah here. But I can see influences, I can see the background of the character she's drawing upon Sarah from the original film a little bit in some of her naivety, but also drawing upon T2 Sarah a lot. And on Nina Hiddy's performance in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I can see some of that coming through as well. But all in all, Amelia Clark is really great. Yeah, I'm saying everything great because it is all in all. I liked everyone's performances here. I know some people have a problem with Jai Courtney's interpretation of Carl Reese, but I think he was okay. I'm not really got a problem with it like some people do. And of course, Arnold was brilliant. So. What else was brilliant? Well, there was the plot itself. Drawing upon Sarah Connor Chronicles with the jump in time, I'm sure that's where the influence was from, not just from the first two films, because this delves into the possibility of changing the timeline so drastically. Of course, that brings me to my theories, doesn't it? I reckon time is broken, just completely fractured, and that actually happened the very moment time travel was used. It splintered time backwards and forwards, creating this multiverse of possibilities, of possible versions of how things go within the Terminator multiverse. And we just happened to be watching events from one of those multiverses, one of those timelines. Terminator 1 exists in its own universe. Terminator 2 exists in its own universe. 3 and Salvation exist in their own timeline. And we can separate them off like that. This film, Genesis, its own universe. And Sarah Connor Chronicles, its own universe. But they're all connected. They've all got events in common. And they could all be run together. But they don't have to be. And that's what makes this brilliant. You can now choose which timeline you prefer. And (laughs) keep that in your head. And discount the others. Or you can embrace all of them and embrace these different versions of these characters that have been influenced by the changing events. Which actually brings me to a little bit of fan fiction. I want to see a universe out there where Cameron senses a change in the timeline and brings along Derek Reese and her John Connor to this universe because I want to see how those characters just interact together 
Kyle Reese and Derek Reese. Kyle Reese, who never had a brother, meeting Derek Reese for the first time. Young John Connor from the Sarah Connor Chronicles going to this universe, seeing a future of events where he goes evil or could go evil, meeting a young version of his mother who's not his mother. And then just imagine the Terminator interactions, not just between Arnold and Summer Glau's Terminators, but between everyone and these two different Terminators and how they would interact with them. It could be brilliant. Never happened, but a <laughs> lovely bit of fan fiction if it could. Anyway, I've enthused about this film so much already. I think it's time for someone else to have a go, don't you? I'll hear you soon and enjoy feeding back on the next episode. Bye now. Thanks, Ian. Wow. I like the idea of just picking your own timeline to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that's all, that was a great uh, review. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the most positive I've heard anyone be about the film. I know. Yeah. I've dug the movie, but everybody else is... Mm. Yeah, whenever I hear him, I'm just always like, I, I, I was wrong. Maybe maybe I need to like revisit this. and I don't know. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, yeah. Great, great review. Fun. Yeah, I watched it, again, I watched it twice, and the second time it was after hearing, like, a week's worth of people talking on podcasts about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just to see, just to see, if, you know, look for more things to, to see what I, I mean, it, it's a fun movie. I think I would place it probably around the same level as T3. I don't know. Uh, it's just so. Oh. One I didn't like watch. It's a cover song. It's maybe it's because it's new and so. But I would put it ahead of definitely ahead of T three, but not T two or T one. I, I agree. It's probably I probably like it third best. Well, I definitely like it better than Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, didn't the watch the the third one, so I can't say for that. <laughs> I feel like I, think- I did watch a. Because that one had Claire Danes in it, didn't it? Yeah. Right. So I feel like I've watched pieces of that. I think Maybe the coolest whatsoever. thing about about this movie is the fact that all the, a lot of these podcast film reviewers that I've listened to, at least like one of them on the podcast has said, oh, have you seen the Sarah Connor Chronicles? And the other person was like, no, I have not. And the other person just starts talking about how freaking cool the show is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, that's, that's actually true because I've had to be really careful with spoilers. And then um, I listened to a podcast called Geek History Lesson, and they did, um, I'm sure, you know, before this came out, um, they, they did, like, uh, Sarah Connor, the Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, and I was really, really tempted, but I avoided listening to that <laughs> lesson because there are spoilers. But I can't wait to go back and listen to that. So I think that it's kind of generated. I mean, obviously, that's like, I mean, why we're watching it. I mean, one of the reasons I'm watching it. But <clears throat> I'm glad that it's actually, you know, promoting this uh, the TV show because it's so much better. <laughs> yeah, that's my third favorite Terminator movie. Actually, it turns yeah, Sarah Connor Chronicles third. <laughs> Genesis is fourth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after the series, def- def- definitely sluts in after that. <clears throat> remember, I need, yeah, I need to remember to put a warning that we spoiled the shit out of Genesis for those that are <laughs> just want to hear the Allison from Palmdale discussion. Yeah, show notes. You can write yeah, not not normally, but I'll do it this time. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us, Robin, for Genesis. Oh, thank you, and uh, thank you, Caitlin, for being patient. Of and, course. Uh, now I will. I will let you take over all the conversation. <laughs> well, she's even more confused now than she was before. So about the movie. 
And when she sees it, she'll be even more confused. No, you guys, <laughs> this stuff is right up my alley. I love this crap. <laughs> so Thanks. you can come back and tell us what it all meant. Yeah, I will. <laughs> all right, I will catch you guys. Have a great rest of the podcast, and uh, I'll see you soon. Bye, Robin. All right, all right. bye. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I just watched Magic Mike the other night. Oh, my gosh. Did you just watch the first one or did you watch the second one? The first one. Man, you need to watch the second one. It's... I'm going to. I was just getting ready for so, that. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, I mean, we almost did that. Like, I wasn't able to go to my friend's house to watch the first one before the second one. But we have um, so uh, we have the Alamo Draft House here. And so they actually had what's called um, hooting and hollering Magic Mike, <laughs> which meant, like, you know, they have a really strict policy about, you know, talking during movies like they'll they're yeah. they notoriously will throw you out blah 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 but for this one like they let everyone get rowdy so it's just a like like a room filled with women um and some men um and just being rowdy as you will not get out like we were i mean it, it, the movie was so much fun that way i can't imagine watching it like in a quiet movie theater so oh, yeah. yeah i hadn't seen the first one so that's why i was watching it the other day i'm gonna go see the second one soon the second one uh, i'll tell you this it has absolutely no plot but that's for, to its benefit <laughs> to its benefit it's just fun so just go in there and like get drunk and go in there it's fun I went to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at the Alamo Draft House, and yeah, the alcohol made it bearable. Oh my god, so I'm sorry. That's the Michael painful. Bay one, yeah. All right, so yeah, we're going to discuss Sarah Connor Chronicles, episode 204, Allison from Palmdale. There is a commentary by, see, Josh Friedman, James Middleton, John Worth, Summer Glau, and Thomas Decker. And they said that the original, uh, the working title of the episode was Camnesia. Oh, no. And that was the working title they were using like, really up to the last minute. Okay. Original air date was September 29, 2008. Directed by Charles Beeson and written by Tony Graffia. And they worked together on The Demon Hand. 5.53 million viewers, down about 300,000. I think it's in trouble, you guys. I don't know what's going to make it. <laughs> so it starts off with this girl running through the tunnels. Did y'all know who it was immediately? You could hear her, but you couldn't really see her face. Um, yeah. She did. She she looks distinctive in the show, at least. If it, yeah. wasn't, her, if it wasn't her, it was somebody who had her exact hair. <laughs> <laughs> she running and escapes outside and gets captured in the net, and she looks just like Cameron. Mm. I was uh, confused. <laughs> Cameron, in the, in the present, Cameron and John are riding in their Dodge Ram, <laughs> and John wonders if she's if she's okay. He's gonna go in the radio world and be back in half an hour. She's gonna go to grocery store. He wants the cheese things, the crunchy ones, not the puffy ones. Okay, so did you see that face? Yeah. Like the face that he gave her with the eyebrows, and the face that she gave him with like the sneer. Mm-hmm. That was my. Fa- that was one of my favorite parts of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I like the puffy ones better than the crunchy ones. Oh, I like the crunchy Same. ones better. Oh. Yeah, I'm crunchy great. team. Team crunchy. They're mm-hmm. all great. Oh. <laughs> Thomas Decker added in that part about um, a really be only be 30 minutes, trust me, something like that, because of the last episode where he like, ran off from her. Mm. Just a throwback. So Sarah stops at Casey's place, and she's having pains and bleeding and... Sarah's going to take her to the hospital. 
I guess they're not trying to find the turkey anymore. Maybe that's what Derek's doing. Starting this episode. Oh yeah. Apparently, I forgot yeah. I was in this. <laughs> Apparently, this is where Thomas Decker found out that Busy Phillips was really pregnant. He thought it was fake up until now. <laughs> oh boy, I still can't believe it. You know, it's just crazy to me because she's so super pregnant, and the fact that they're like. You know, dealing with a pregnant lady, like in her staying that pregnant for while they were yeah. filming, it's risky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made a, one of my sister's friends was pregnant uh, back you know, when they were in high school, and I made some kind of offhand joke one time, and she like I thought she was going to kill me. <laughs> she got so mad. Never, <laughs> never mess with the pregnant lady. So Cameron's at the grocery store and she sees an apple. And I noticed Summer Glau's mole in the scene. It was standing out. Uh-huh. So, so. You can never unsee it now. <laughs> I know. I'll always be looking for it. But, um, yeah, the apples are another you know, Wizard of Oz reference, like the bomb name. And I think Sarah said Tin Man once before, probably missing some others. And so, uh, Cameron sees her reflection and has a flashback and Knocks over a lot of watermelons and just stares. She, yeah, she's yeah. definitely glitchy. <sighs> she pulls out a wad of cash for the officer when he asks for ID. And you flash back to Cameron and say, why should I give you a name? And the voice says, they'll give her one. And the, the Terminator tattoos her. And she says, my name's Allison Young. So, yeah, this was after seeing uh, Genesis I was like okay is this some sort of Genesis John Connor situation where she used to be a human yeah it got turned into Mm. the network was worried about not being able to tell the difference between we are in the future and in the past really yeah I think it I think when they saw the episode they were convinced but before they saw any footage they were worried prison Another girl asked Cameron what she's in for, and Cameron can't remember anything. And so, yeah, Blackout's been there, done that. This is, the girl's just a kind of stereotypical trouble child, Jody. Yeah. Cameron's like, I'm Allison. Apparently Jody, in real life, she's one of Thomas Decker's friends. Uh-huh. What was she in for, exactly? Um, probably, I don't know, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think was they it said drugs? That. I remember they didn't say. Oh, when uh, they kind of implied, I think drugs, but I don't think they actually said. Mm. When um, when Cameron walked off away from John, I forgot to mention that I like the way she walks as Cameron. She kind of stomps, like she doesn't walk gracefully, like a lady. She just like <laughs> she's she like she works like stomps. a ter- she walks like a Terminator. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about that on the commentary of this episode. She walks differently depending on who she's playing in any scene. She said she tried. She made an effort to make her walk a little different. Mm. The doctor's giving Casey an ultrasound. They're gonna run some more tests to make sure everything's okay. And tell her Sarah. <laughs> she tells Sarah she can go, and you can. You know, I guess you just knew at this point that Sarah's gonna stay. And they said that they were trying to present Sarah with other versions of herself. They called it time traveling without going anywhere. Apparently they shot these hospital scenes on the ER set. The ER set? Wait, ER set? Oh, ER, the show. Yeah, the show, the ER. (laughs) Instead of the show ER. John's in the grocery store trying to find out what happened. And he tells John the cops took Cameron. 
And we see Jody and Cameron being discharged. Apparently Jody's been there before and she sees Jody sees Cameron take out that water cast. It's like, You're coming with me. <laughs> I thought it was so kinda funny that they're like it was funny that the store owner isn't pressing charges and there were only like a few watermelons on the floor. Like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. No we do. And she had some like she had some sort of medical thing, like he would be an asshole to press charges. Yeah. No, seriously. And this is where the opening credits start. <laughs> wow, it always surprises me. <laughs> so John, a little late, arrives at the prison to find Cameron. She was already released, and J.L. John says she's on medication. His mom's going to kill him. He left with Jody. She left with Jody. Usually, Jody's picked up on the boulevard. Now, which boulevard are they talking about? Wait, what? She's picked up on the boulevard? Oh, yeah. That's where she usually gets arrested. Yeah. Some of those L.A. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain boulevards that are known for certain things. <laughs> <laughs> Casey says it's a boy. And she hates being trapped in bed. If you can't protect them when they're inside you, how can you protect them? And Sarah tells them about how John was born in Central America, says his father is right there. I didn't, gotta, I didn't understand why she lied, even after she explained it. She's just so used to lying about everything. She's a big maybe, fat liar. But no, she did, <laughs> she did say it's because how she wished it happened. And maybe because that's how she wished it happened, she thought it'd be a more comforting story if she told it that way. I guess. So <laughs> for her benefit. <laughs> for, for, it's for the lady's benefit. I guess. Yeah. If you say yeah, so. They said that Sarah, yeah, Sarah smiled in this scene. They said it was one of ten smiles in the whole, <laughs> whole series. <laughs> Really? Joking. What? Well, they were joking. I, I don't know if it's the exact count. Yeah, but she doesn't smile <laughs> yeah. that much. Yeah. No, she she smiles. No. She also has a sarcastic smile. I've seen. I think I've seen her smile a lot, but it's not a happy smile. It's yeah. like this pained, pained look. <laughs> like it hurts her. <laughs> Still so strange that the show very much isn't about her at all, despite. Being I know. Here. It's like it's I know that was something that people talked about back when it was on the air. T S C C. Asterisk in name only. <laughs> so Casey's baby daddy comes in and Sarah's gonna go, but Casey wants her to bring some magazines. You can see John going around asking everybody if uh, they know Jody. And Sarah has those magazines where she sees a room with all the babies. <laughs> What's she thinking about here? She's with her softy. That's what I'm wondering. She's just. She'd want to Guys, baby. You, if John. you had a baby, you would know what she was thinking, okay? Oh, that's right. Stop making me pregnant. jealous of your womb. <laughs> <laughs> you just never understand that. You know, it's a secret, uh, secret thing with women. <laughs> I feel so empty. <laughs> well, get used to it. So that would be a baby in there. <laughs> I would never be complete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she calls John while she's looking at the babies and asks how they're doing. And he says that she and he and Cameron are shopping. Why does he lie? Because he's a liar. Like, they just like lying. I can never tell. I think it's because he's still a teenage boy and doesn't want to get in trouble, you know, for Cameron losing. I lost my sister who's really a robot. Savior of mankind. <laughs> no, and I can't even keep track of a girl. 
<laughs> I like uh, when John's walking that one guy's like delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I said on the commentary they had they went with the least predatory version of that line. I, guess I was gonna some say takes it with a little <laughs> I actually didn't notice it yeah, yeah. and I think if it had been more predatory I would have definitely noticed it. <laughs> it's creepy. Ellison is meeting with Weaver. Doesn't want people to die like last time. She says her husband was killed in a helicopter accident two years ago. It was a nice helicopter, but almost flawless. The only thing is that it needs a human to fly it. Even the most common panic in certain conditions. So she wants to find another Terminator so they can take it apart piece by piece. I still don't understand her whole thing and what she needs him for and... Yeah, this whole thing is doing. Yeah, like why is she take? Why does she need to take it apart piece by piece? What's her goal with him? I mean, I think her goal with him is to help find. You know, like, I mean, it's just to use him as like a soldier. You know, to help her find stuff. But I just don't understand. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know, but um, but I don't understand what her plan is. We haven't learned it, have we? No. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> Into something. See, I like their whole discussion. Oh, sorry, okay. I like their whole discussion. How it oh, yeah. parallels, kind of, yeah, what Allison does in the show. It's. Uh, I, I thought that when you guys were discussing the Genesis movie, how nice it was that you're pairing it with this episode. Yeah, I would love See, it Al- that if it was more tied in. You know, like if they had planned it, <laughs> if they had planned oh. it to be t- tie into this. Yeah, around actually, your podcast. Yeah, I knew specifically. Yeah. Um, but no, but. Yeah, I would have loved if they brought in some stuff and like, um, like more stuff into this from the show because I think that it's one of their more successful franchises, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't do something with that. Hope they're still planning to do that new Terminator show, all the movie, mm-hmm. movie tie-ins. Oh, I forgot about that. Something to look forward to. Allison throws some food against the wall, and then the president Cameron says it's too much food and. She jo- notices Jody's necklace, and Jody has some story about how she got it and how she arrived in town. She lied. So yeah, I actually I, I figured this was a lie. Did did any of you guys buy it? Uh, what did you yeah, think about it? I, 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 I didn't know her well enough to know she would have a reason to lie about that. Yeah, I I guess it's because um, there's this once in once and I hate that I watch the show, so don't only laugh at me. But there's a show called Once Upon a Time, and they had something very similar. And I guess it 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 was after this one was created, but but I watched it before. So um, basically, they um, it was very similar. It was like a runaway kid. She was like, I'm a runaway, you know, and just this whole storyline. So I guess that's what cued me into it. Uh, yeah, so some guy that Jody robbed apparently shows up and pushes them around, and Cameron gives him her cash and tells him to go. Oh, I wanted her to so smash scared. him. Yeah. I'm so angry that he's not going to get his. I know. <laughs> One day. Yeah. <laughs> Jody's like, sometimes you got to take the punch to keep the cash, and Cameron apologizes. So wrong. Then going to fill out some forms so they can have a place to crash for a couple of days. And jo- Cameron doesn't know what to write down. Jody says, just lie. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You know, asking a Terminator to lie and she doesn't even know she's a Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, it drives me crazy. Everywhere that the title of this episode is written, it's spelled Allison with two L's, but she writes on the form Allison with one L. Oh my gosh, uh, that's amazing. That drives that's me crazy too now. She's, that's how you know she's actually a Terminator. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know how to spell Allison. <laughs> my sister is actually Allison with one L, so I'm partial to that spelling. <laughs> Maybe she's a Terminator. Mm. <sighs> And you can help. Jody, Jody put some makeup on Cameron. Jody used Cameron a necklace. Aw, girl crush. <laughs> so, um, but, so where did she learn to do the makeup thing? She doesn't know. I don't know. It's kind of a basic Terminator it. skill set, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, that's what I was going to say. Is it something that we know? Like, has she done this before? Like, in her Terminator life? No? Okay. Um, no. Just checking. Uh, I feel like she was learning about makeup when in that earlier episode with the La- Latina girl. Uh, oh yeah, with the earrings. Yeah, <laughs> and the stare. <laughs> yeah, that girl. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. Like if she had like she learned something in that, and then they brought it up in this, you know, or or maybe they did. See, um, was she trying to cover up some of her? Some of her damage from when she got blown up with makeup? I can't remember. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I was trying to yeah, remember. She like, yeah, she Yeah. If there was, like, some, like, in-universe or, like, in-show um, thing that we saw specifically around makeup, you know? Mm. That, anyway, too bad. My memory fails me. Uh, we see another agent talking to Ellison. He wants her to run a check on Weaver off the record. And uh, she knows... Yeah, she says she knows Ellison isn't wearing his cross because of the way he's carrying himself. I thought that was an interesting remark. Yeah. <laughs> I was told, I was totally confused until, yeah, it revealed that she's a random ex-wife that we haven't heard of yet. Yeah, a random ex-wife. <laughs> yes, it's, it's like those people that you know you you know anywhere and you never noticed them before until they have a reason to be existent. So, yeah, it's like we need a new character. Let's create an ex-wife that he's never mentioned before. Alyssa needs an ex-wife. Uh, yeah, I think Josh Friedman was saying that the writer of this episode likes, you know, sex and likes bringing people together, but well, who he, doesn't? Never lets, <laughs> he never lets the characters come together and show it. Wait, what? Like, he, like, she'll come up with, you know, a character or somebody to be interested in, but he'll never let them get together. Well, that's just like, mean. So are we to s- <laughs> say that, Ellison, is that a spoiler, that Ellison and his ex-wife will never get together? That's kind of horrible. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <sighs> well, then she's surely going to die. <laughs> that's what I'm reading into that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move along. Cameron speaking to a counselor... Doesn't know who she is. In the future, Allison's also being asked questions. She says she lives in a tunnel, eats garbage for dinner. Allison has an attitude. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't have an attitude. It's kind of brave in the face yeah. of adversity here. What did you guys think of? Like, this is just random, but just like the um, the the voice thing that they were doing with all the flashbacks. Hmm. It was just a really odd effect. I mean, I know why they did it to disguise, but. I was trying to like see if it had any, like if it was like somebody in the present, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a weird, um, a kind of cool effect, and I guess later on it explains why they were disguising it. But um, I like that particularly. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sh- 
I, yeah, I guess it was just to hide who was talking. But there was no in-universe reason it should sound like that, I don't think. Yeah, like I was trying to see, like, if they were asking her a question in real time, was it the person's voice but slightly distorted? So it's kind of um, focusing on that. And um, I guess later in the show it demystified it. Ooh. Yeah, Cameron says her dad was an architect, taught her how to draw. Her mom was a music teacher, listened to Chopin for hours. I don't know if that's the same in the basement. I can't remember who we heard. And I don't know if it, I don't think it was Chopin. It was somebody else. In Dungeons and Dragons, the music in the basement. Yeah, I can't remember. Allison and Cameron are both talking to their interrogators, and they're both crying. Cameron can cry. Yeah. Uh, Which I think. What are you predicting? I expected like blood like, tears. Yeah. <laughs> like a vampire. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the all the Terminator rules being thrown out. They said this came from the audition where, um, um, yeah, the Summer Glau did her audition, but the network wanted to see if she could really act, so they wrote in a crying scene, huh. thinking that it would never end up in the show. Seriously? The, the Terminators don't cry; it would never end up being in the show. But hmm. yeah, so she did, and they're like, "Oh yeah, she really can act." They took them this long to do that test? Oh, no. This was before when they were oh. casting for the show. Oh, okay. They, they wanted to do it then, yeah. But then they ended up using the crying later on. Hmm. But, yeah, she remembers that her home is in Palmdale. You guys have, been, have you guys been to Palmdale? No. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So don't go. Yeah. There's no reason. <laughs> Thomas Decker was saying, I guess he uh, lived in Palmdale for a while. So now it doesn't look like this or something like that. No. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm not impressed with Palmdale. I just thought it was funny that she was from there. Jampai is a guy who knows Jody. She hangs out at a halfway house sometime. Casey's eating jello in the hospital. Yeah, that guy was the baby daddy, and Casey wants her life to be perfect for her baby. Mm. So, did we find out where she lives yet? Because Sarah pulled up to her house, so she doesn't live with them or near them yes i think she lives next door next door yeah she's an extra neighbor okay (laughs) cameron calls allison's mother her mother says they have the wrong number she doesn't have a daughter yet but allison that's a pretty cool name (laughs) this was kind of sad i guess (laughs) even though it's not cameron's mother she just thinks that she's that person allison's mother yeah, the whole the, the only thing that bothered me was the lie about Allison. That's a pretty name. <laughs> yeah, that bothered you. Why? Uh, just the way she said it, and just the way it kind of came oh. about. Yeah, I named my daughter this name just with some random person on the phone said it. It's a wrong number. Yeah, I, get I don't wrong think numbers. that she named her daughter because of a random phone call. You put the idea in her head. Nah, no, I, I think, think so. it probably was already there. <laughs> <laughs> She was going to spell it with one L, but... That's it. When she got the it. phone call, she <laughs> put an extra L in there. You have to say that that was, that was a little bit much. I mean, I, I thought it was cute, trying to be cute, but it was a little bit much. Cameron's still crying. Oh. <laughs> Talking to Joey. Joey wants to go have some fun. And the baby daddy brought some food. I don't remember his name. Insisted that he invites Sarah to a barbecue. He wants to take John shooting because he's a detective with the LAPD. 
but on TV, <laughs> the same guys on Castle playing a detective with the NYPD. Yeah. <laughs> Twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> Twin brother went to New York. Casey's test came back fine. Ellis and find out that Weaver has no criminal history. And Agent Lady wants him to talk before he takes that talk to somebody before he takes the job. She's never seen him in so much pain, Ellis says. No, that's not true. Hmm. John finds Cameron playing foosball. <laughs> he wants to go home. She doesn't know who he is and says that she's Allison from Palmdale and she's <laughs> like, You're a machine, I can fix you again. And we see Allison running through a hallway in the future, a bunch of people screaming for her help. Before she even got outside, I could tell that was a ship just by the shape of the doors. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, I didn't even yeah. look at that hard. Yeah. Apparently, the people were separated by race because there's some experiment going on. You can't oh, see I didn't even notice. Were they? Yeah, you can't, you can't see it, but they said that in the commentary. Yeah. Oh. Um, were those people telling her to run, or were they saying, let me out? I, can't, I couldn't tell. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she jumps in the water, but she gets caught in a net. Cameron wants to know if John hurt her. Jody tells John to leave, and Cameron throws him hard. She could have accidentally killed the savior of mankind. <laughs> yeah. Right there, just because she had a glitch. And security makes John leave. And we see Allison get thrown down, and she looks up and sees a robot version of herself. You shouldn't have run. You just made things worse. Termi says. Uh. And Termi says they worked hard on her. She's brave. Must be why John Connor chose her. And Termi admires John. They're going to hunt humans till they're extinct. And oh, she's talking about they, not some. She's talking about some other they, not her. But then she says, "We're having this conversation because some of them, some of us want peace." So what? Uh, what was this about? Because <laughs> that's a lie, right? Because then she—I believe so. What, did she really think she was going to fall for that? At least that's what it appears to be. Hmm. Yeah, she's like you weren't chosen by John Connor, just by us. I mean, not just by John Connor, but by us as well. What was Allison but, chosen by John Connor for? I don't. Well, maybe she, was, she wasn't chosen for anything particular, but she's just part of the resistance. Yeah. Oh, she's close to him. Mm. Mm. But like, what made? I mean, is that why they chose her? Just because she's close to him? She's part of the resistance. Um, Are they lovers? Hmm. Oh, which is why he ended so. up keeping her robot version around. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a sex spot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember that. It's like the Sarah Connor picture that, um, that Reese had. <laughs> I'm going to send back a duplicate of my lava in robot form. Uh, with John, yeah, the whole scene and Jen. Oh, never mind. We're past that now. <laughs> no more spoilers. <laughs> um, uh, derp de derp de do. So Cameron wants to know all about. No, I skipped. Okay. Oh yeah. So this is when Cameron tells the counselor she's a machine programmed to infiltrate the resistance. And when she finds John Connor, she's going to kill him and hang his head on a pike for all to see. The counselor was creepy. The counselor couldn't sound more bored until she actually said that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. One of the best parts of the episode. <laughs> robot, huh? Okay. 
Whatever. <laughs> the whole, yeah, Hank put his head on a pike for everyone to see. That seemed very interesting to me because it doesn't seem very Terminator like. Yeah, seems like it seems vengeful. It seems vengeful. Hmm. Camera wants to know about Jody's life. Jody's tired of talking. She's gonna. She keeps thinking she'll go someplace more authentic, like Portland. <laughs> second week in a row that Portland's been mentioned. Yay, Portland! Baby Daddy wants to know who Sarah is. Sarah's I'm just a neighbor who wants to protect Casey, but he has to go for a robbery homicide. He'll be back for Casey tomorrow. Do you guys think he'll be back? Oh, you think he's gonna die? Maybe. Who or knows? <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with this landlord character, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> She's the most important person. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, Ellison. Wait, wait. Oh, when the cops come to get Cameron, she and Jody are gone. Ellison goes to see Weaver, and Weaver's daughter Savannah is there. And with all these, like, rules that are changing with Terminators, I'm like, who knows? Maybe that T-1000 actually gave birth to that human child. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past this show. Oh, and Genesis. Yeah, that's what I was After wondering. After seeing Genesis, it could yeah. be possible. Well, I was like, I was wondering that, child. or I was wondering if it's a Termi child. Like, they just, like, you know, created a Terminator <laughs> in the shape of a child. Because <laughs> that would oh, be freaky. Be yeah. Now we're saying, um... This little actress was so good that it allowed her to them to do more with her what? on the show. So expect to see her. Oh, back. Was, yeah. So we're gonna see her again. Hmm. Okay. She she was so good. Just yeah, because you know they you know they say don't work with children or animals. I guess if she had been really bad, they probably wouldn't have used her as much. But since she was really good, they did more with her. Ellison said he wanted children, but his ex-wife didn't apparently. I just know a couple that broke up after a long time, question because they disagreed on whether they have children or not. See, and that's like, um, that's one of the things that you talk about. I mean, like, not on the first date, but, you know, that's one of the things that you talk about kind of up front. Well, with this couple, at one point, they both did want to have oh, children, yeah. but something changed. Well, there's no accounting for that, but Allison should know better. I just like that we're, <laughs> like, you know, we no, no word of his ex-wife, and then he's mentioning her all over the place now. Is it the same ex-wife, you think? Or does he have more than one? Hmm. Probably just one. Okay, fine. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a TV show and they'd have to, like, what would be the point in more? I don't know. Yeah. If it was real life, then sure. Yeah, he has, like, he has a harem of wives. Of ex-wives. But only in real life, like, not in a TV show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you do it in a TV show, then you need a reason that, that you did it. And then we'd have to explore all these ex-wives, and then it'd just get really boring, so I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, Matt. Let's hope for you. let's hope for your sake you're right. For our <laughs> sake. What's her name? Lila. <laughs> I was looking up her name. I think she's going to die, because why set up an ex-wife that he cares about somewhat? Yeah, Charlie lost his his uh, his lady, so... Well, she was annoying. So, yeah, his wife didn't want him yet. He'd rather report on her husband's copter crash. It was a mechanical failure, but she said it's pilot error. So they're talking about how sometimes you get stuff in We put You make sure the story you want to be in the report is so when it's in the report or something like that. 
And he thinks she saw what she saw, just like he saw what he saw. He wants to know when he can start. So what's his actual job going to be now? Hunting Terminators, I guess. <laughs> is he really hunting um, them, or is he just finding them? No finding like scavenging them. Scavenging them. Probably not fighting. Because he's not going to do very well in fighting a Terminator. <laughs> just saying. It's not going to turn out well for him. She could probably. I think she could. <laughs> like, you find him, and I'll uh, round him up. So John's watching Cameron and Jody go into a house. So Jody kind of contradicts herself, and she says she should actually work there, but she knows coming. She was safe, and the jewelry looks like the necklace that she gave Cameron earlier. She lies and all that, but then she eventually admits that this is her parents' house, and in the future past, <laughs> Allison lies. That's a very complicated <laughs> sentence. In the future past. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking we, yeah, we never saw Alice, never saw Cameron arrive in the. No, she was already here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Allison lied about her bracelet that she was wearing. Apparently, she was trying to send Termi into the resistance camp without it. They would have known who she was. So Termi chokes Allison, and Allison's like, I'll never have you get to John Connor. And then Termi squeezes her neck till she dies. They should still know because <sighs> as soon as she walks in there, even if she's wearing the bracelet, the dogs that they're supposed to have at the door would go <laughs> they'd start barking like crazy animals because that's what they are crazy no dogs or no there are no guard dogs that can smell terminators that's all they do in the terminator movies is they bark at terminators yeah <laughs> not in this timeline well there was one dog on this show that i remember was it a pet i don't it was in the very first scene in the pilot was there a dog was it a dream Oh, that was a dream, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I remember one, too, or I remember a pet of some set, but I don't remember. <sighs> Time to rewatch the pilot. Uh, but Allison, yeah, Cameron says that Jody lied and wants to know who she is, and Jody tells her story, and Cameron starts to remember Allison being choked, so she chokes Jody. John comes in and finds Jody on the ground, but Jody wakes up, and See that Cameron did kill her. Allison's neck snapped really. It did. Really. <laughs> she had like a little pencil neck. <laughs> it's very delicate. Uh, summer's very thin. In the present, the baby daddy's gone. Casey lied about who freaked out in their relationship, and baby daddy's a good man. Sarah misses she lied about uh, who's John about John's father being there when he was born and. Casey okay, so won't be alone. We'll just be next door. They're both big fat liars. <laughs> <laughs> just like all mothers everywhere. <laughs> That's all mothers do, man. They lie. They lie to their kids. Cameron. <laughs> what? I spell Cameron without the E. Um, Cameron and John are driving alone. Cameron says that was her last get out of jail free card. And John's like, damn, straight. <laughs> She got her necklace at some awesome thrash store. That's the end. Well, I don't. I've. I would just dump Cameron on the side of the street somewhere. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't trust this thing anymore. I know it's defective. Does anyone want to buy a Terminator? He's gonna fix her, y'all. At least that's what he said. 
Again, where did he get all the practice fixing Terminators all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. He'll know that information in the future, but he doesn't know it now. But, I mean, he's only had... This is how he got the information. I know. I mean, we, he's had some, like, one experience with her. And they're not having sex. He's learning how her circuits work. <laughs> <from> the- <laughs> uh-huh, a lot of investigation there. <laughs> Do you have any quotes? No, I don't. <laughs> I think I already. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough show to quote from. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, I usually have at least one or one to five quotes <laughs> for shows, but <laughs> this one's a harder one. Yeah, I mean, you could quote them, but they'd be serious, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think was the most serious quote of the episode? <laughs> well, I if I if I could use a quote, I would raise my eyebrows, and then I would sneer like that exchange between <laughs> uh, Sarah and John. That's my quote. Yeah. Give me the crunch. Give me the crunchy ones. Give me the. Cr- there we go. It's all about the eyebrow Quote, lift. Buffy. Oh, what was the line that Nathan Fillion said when he snapped that girl's neck? <laughs> That's what Cameron. Should, what's that? The robot Cameron should have said. Like, what you say? The in this. Sorry. Wait, what? It was a line that uh, Nathan Fillion said in Buffy's like, "What I couldn't hear on account of her neck snap or something like that." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I always forget that he was um, he's a big bad. <clears throat> so I have a question for you guys. When James and Catherine Weaver, or Ellison and Catherine Weaver, are talking, uh, Ellison says these things are evil, and she says we have to be careful, Agent, not to anthropomorphize a machine. So what do, what do you guys think of this? Like, do you consider Terminators to be evil? Uh. They should be by default, but they keep getting reprogrammed. <laughs> I, I mean, or following their programming. Well, I mean, if we're talking about biblical evil, is that what you mean? Well, just I don't know, I, not necessarily biblical evil. Yeah, that's part of the. Def- what is your definition of evil, like? Well, here's the thing: is that if you think about it, like if they're machines and they're looking for their survival and everything, like they're just treating us like we were treating them, and so. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they think that they're evil, but they have different... I mean, for us, they are evil, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't think... I don't know. I think biblical evil comes down to souls, and do robots have souls is beyond me at this point. <laughs> I'm not getting into that conversation. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think that... The robots are robot sentient creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Who yeah. is our... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, because, like, they're not really, like, like robots like we would know them, right? Like, these mm-hmm. are these are the next thing. So, like, I mean, robots in general are not evil, but right now they mean the extension of our... Or not right now, but, like, in Terminator, they mean the extension of the human race. So, yeah. That's yeah. pretty evil. Yeah, tools. Is it ever actually addressed, like, why the robots want to get rid of humans entirely? Like, the Terminator? Because we're a threat. Well, this is actually what I was thinking about when you um, when we were talking about um, like I want to put on this head on the spike or whatever. Like that's very mm-hmm. vindictive. And so, like, are they out yeah. for vengeance with us? Like that's what it feels like. And it, if that's the case, then they have emotions. So, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's... Is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. We can continue. It's a good conversation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Who is our badass of the week? Took you long <laughs> enough. Other um, sleep deprived. So. We keep on interrupting you. Um, Do we have one? Cameron or Allison? Question mark. Summer play like four different people in this episode. So let's just do Summer Glow. <laughs> yeah, Summer Glow. The Glow bot. <laughs> in all of her infant manifestations. Yep. Uh, that's what's right, this puppy. What's the start us out, Caitlin? Okay. Um, I really, really enjoyed this episode because it brought up, like, for me, this show is a lot of, like, philosophizing. Philosophizing. I, what's, what's the word? My English no work. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's a good as come as any. Philosophizing. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure sounds good. Anyways, I just love thinking about this stuff and like the parallels between the discussion between Ellison and Catherine Reaver, as well as what was going on with uh, the Ellison Cameron story, was very interesting. Um, and even though, yeah, you guys have discussed how like the show isn't really so much about Sarah Connor, even though it's like named after her, I kind of see it a bit more like uh, she is kind of the human driving force behind the show like she she is chronicling it like you tell the story from her perspective but every for me every week she's the one who relates this crazy sci-fi story just to our like regular lives like what life would be anyway so nine out of ten echo park stores oh you took mine (laughs) um (laughs) that's exactly um so actually, that's interesting because like this season, they don't have the voiceover, so she's not really narrating it to us. And also, mm-hmm. when she's not in the scenes, like for example, all of the stuff with Allison, so like that—that's I actually had a little bit of a problem with it being called Chronicles because you know Sarah Chronicles because for me that would mean that it's completely in her, you know, whatever's in her purview would be how we would see the show or her point of view. And it feels like, you know, especially this season, it's kind of gotten away from that. And so we're seeing things that she doesn't, you know, she's not privy to. So, I mean, I don't mind it, but it kind of goes away from what the name of the series is. Mm-hmm. you have a rating, Malika? Uh, I was stalling so I could think of one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me just say um, one more thing then. <laughs> um, well, for me, like, yeah. I see Karen. I mean, oh, why did I? Where did that come from? I just said a random name. Okay, I see Sarah connecting, uh, you know, through the pregnancy to Casey, and you know, trying just bringing the story back again. Like, yeah, maybe Sarah doesn't see everything that's going on, but still, like at the core of it, you know, she's still like, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, but like, Sarah still cares about the world around her, even though she's still worried about the future. And she se- it seems to me like she's the one who is more concerned, like she'll take the time out to help those in the present more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that she sees the humanity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my rating, I really like this too. In fact, this was one of my favorites of the series. Um, I just... I, I liked what it gave us w- about Cameron and her backstory. Threat that Summer Glau did a really great job. Um, yeah, you know, it, was just, it just kept my interest from you know start to finish. I'm also like really curious about Ellison and Weaver and all that kind of stuff too. You can see that building. 
So I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 spilled watermelons. Hey. <laughs> what you met? Uh, I wasn't so keen on this one. I don't know. I didn't like the... I'm not a huge fan of the malfunctioning amnesiatic, amnesiatic <laughs> <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> um, and thinking it's human and all this such, and I don't know. And besides that story, nothing much important happened. And I don't know. I mean, I liked Summer Glau's acting. That's where it's... I'm going to give it all the points for Summer Glau's acting, but no points for anything else. So... <laughs> 6.5 out of 10, and that's all for her acting. Uh, little chicken necks. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, did we lose somebody? I don't know. Did they, uh, come back? Oh, I don't want to keep y'all. Uh, yeah, I like the episode too. It's one of, probably one of my favorites too, and it's definitely the best one in a while, like since the finale. I like all the summer stuff. And oh, the Sarah storyline was okay, but. Summer storyline made it for it, so I'll give it 9 out of 10 big wads of cash. <laughs> now we have some feedback for this episode. So I'll start off with Daniel's email. I can pull it up. Daniel says, Hey, Chroniclers, we need an episode just exploring, for example, how the Connors acquire all the money and fraudulent paperwork they used to get John that shiny new 2009 Dodge Ram or Sarah that luxury 2008 Jeep Liberty that Casey bleeds all over. <laughs> or maybe they just have Cameron hit armored trucks full of cash to steal cars at night when everyone's sleeping. That would be cool. Will the police really show up to haul a girl off to a detention facility just for accidentally knocking over a fruit stand? The cop implies Cameron could be on drugs when he shines his flashlight in her eyes, but I would love to see them try to draw blood and test it for drugs, realizing both that it isn't normal blood and that the needle goes down far enough. If the needle, when the needle goes down far enough, it'll hit solid metal. It's kind of funny seeing John have to act like a Terminator, randomly asking bystanders if they know this girl <laughs> and trying to follow Cameron's erratic trail all over the city. Hmm, sounds like they stopped using phone codes all of a sudden. I would hate to think that the whole thing was just set up for the plot convenience of the last episode so it could be broken by a Cromartie. Surely the writers are better than that, right? Isn't it funny that Casey doesn't even ask about Sarah's birth experience with Cameron? They only talk about John. <laughs> I didn't notice. Weaver says she was in a helicopter crash with her husband and we meet her daughter Savannah. What are the newbies thinking about her character right now? Is she like Vic and Greenway, replacing the human that previously held her namesake for some future Skynet purpose? How scary would it be for your mother to be a Terminator? Huh. Who's to say my mom isn't a Terminator? Just saying. I don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't buy at all that Ellison's ex-wife can psychically sense that Ellison isn't wearing his cross under his suit. Is that some massive chunk of metal that would affect this? Is it some massive chunk of metal that would affect his posture? It affects his center of balance. <laughs> she can see so, into his soul like most ex-wives. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 that hurts to think about it. Mm-hmm. So in the future, Cameron tells Allison that some of us want peace. Do you think it's just part of the psychological warfare, pretending to be her ally so she will give up John's location? Or do you think future Cameron really was part of some faction of machines separate from Skynet that wanted peace? 
How would an AI even split like that? Hey, it happened in the Matrix, didn't it? What the hell has Derek been doing all episodes? <laughs> I didn't really like seeing Cameron somehow regress into the personality of Allison and actually emote with real tears and expressions and everything. It feels like a huge stretch for what a Terminator would actually be capable of. I guess this is all a, a result of her still glitching out. It was interesting, though, to see that Cameron's model was apparently based on the human Allison Young in the future, and the way they tied the scenes from the future to the ones in the present was well done. Plus, there was no Riley, so that's good. After Cameron says, this, that was my last get-out-of-jail-free, I love the way John replies through his grit teeth, damn right, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. And next we have email from Hyder. So you can take that. All right, I'll take that. <clears throat> hey, guys. So Cameron is glitching again or something. She's having memories of her former life. I don't understand how all of this happened at all. The best part of this was when I saw that John um, Hurtas Her- um, was playing the father of Busy Phillips' baby. He plays um, Epicido on the show Castle, which I podcast about weekly. Castlecast. I had no idea he was on the show, and of course he's a cop. I love that Allison isn't even born yet, but we'll now have um, the name of Allison because of this whole thing. <laughs> time, time being all timey white and whatnot. Uh, the freaky Terminator woman has a daughter. Cameron interrogating herself is pretty cool. I had to look up the actress playing Jody. She's on the the originals. Oh. What does it mean that Cameron is now lying about the necklace? I don't. Re- I don't remember seeing it very well. Until next time, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. She's not having memories of her former life because that's that wasn't her life. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's having Allison's memories, or is she? Or is she she's just creating. Like, you know, she's just recalling information she was told from. Yeah. Unless they took her dead from body and made some sort of organic interface and extracted her memories. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so interesting. Let's do that. Or unless it was like yeah. nanobots. It's always everything nanobots. Is nanobots. I know. <laughs> everything is nanobots. <laughs> that is my excuse for everything. Nanobots all the time. Uh, finally, we have email from Lori. And there it is. Take it, man. Take it. Uh, where is it? All right. <clears throat> um... Feedback on Allison from Palmdale. I neglected to take notes when I watched last week, so just some overall thoughts on this episode. I like getting the backstory on the human that Cameron was based upon. It was very creepy and disturbing. I thought Summer Glau did an excellent job of portraying the contrast between the human and the robot. I was very unsure at the end whether or not she had killed the random girl, so it was a pretty tense scene. I have to wonder whether we as viewers or John can trust her at all now after this complete breakdown. Will John tell anyone about it? I predict not. What does everyone else think? Yeah, I don't think he will either because I just don't I, I, I don't I don't think he wants his mom to be proven right. <laughs> like you should have melted that thing. <laughs> um, I'm completely unsure what to make of who Cameron is now supposed to be. Is she a spy? I'll be waiting for your analysis to clear things up. Overall, a good tense episode, but then I like flashbacks and backstory. Eight and a half out of ten bracelets. Badass Allison. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, everybody, for the feedback. We love hearing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not doing episodes for two weeks, y'all. 
We're taking two weeks off. Because Twin Peaks and also just... Life. <laughs> yeah, Twin Peaks Festival, yeah, just rest. <laughs> well, yeah, Matt and I are going to the rest. of Washington. Yeah. But when we come back, we'll be covering the episode Goodbye to All That. Hmm. Which I think was the name of a... Was it a Millennium episode or an X-Files episode that I just watched? Maybe I'm thinking about something else. What was it called? Goodbye to all that? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got me. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I go on the run and assume new new lives. (laughs) Somebody goes on the run and assume new lives? They say goodbye to all that. Somebody's going on the run. Yes. (laughs) And letting go of their old life. And assume me something yeah, new. That's all I got. Sounds okay. good. All right. That's exactly right. <laughs> we shall see. I'll have to wait two whole weeks. I could just watch it right after this. Oh. <laughs> what? what <was> <laughs> <Huh>? Nothing. <laughs> you and your noises, Will. Are you warming up your voice? You're gonna sing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sing I us want out. to see you know, that Lenny Kravitz song. We're always on the run. Name of the song. <laughs> anyway, go for it, Caitlin. Thank you for joining us this week and sitting through our Genesis discussion. <laughs> and let us know. Let us know what you think about the movie. Sure thing. Yeah, I'll be curious after all of this. Like, did we talk it up? Did we talk it down? Are you just <laughs> as confused as we are, or can you explain it to us? Any of the above. We'll see about the second part. It's hard to dissuade me from movies. Like other people's opinions don't very often affect mine. So. Yeah. Good. And what show is it that you're thinking about doing your <laughs> intro cast on? Haven. Haven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have not watched that. I feel like show. every time I guess someone asks about it, it's oh, it's so good. Uh, trying to pressure you into doing it. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, in in September, I uh, am getting ACL surgery, so. You know, oh well, life yeah. will be a little slower then. <laughs> Maybe I should start. Uh, yeah, that's a perfect time. Like recovering from ACL surgery. Yeah, that's a good time to start a podcast, and especially start <laughs> when you're on the drugs because that exactly, is, yeah, that's when everyone wants to hear you. I'm trying to convince. Uh, I'm trying to convince Will to do like a drunk cast. <laughs> yeah, mm. that might have to happen have before this Sunday. Out. Yeah. Are you doing um Sensate this week? Yes, episode six. Well, I, it's, oh no. It might be a little earlier in the day. Maybe a little too early to be drinking. It's never too early to be drinking. All right. Well. (laughs) On that note. That's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back in a few weeks with goodbye to all that. But until then, remember, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.